No fish have been harmed in the making of this podcast. Hey, welcome aboard, everybody. Thank you for joining me on Talking Bass in PDX, the bass and warm water forum as we talk fishing in the Northwest. Hi, I'm Don Clark, and I'll be your host. I'd like to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to the podcast. This is your forum for bass and warm water fishing. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends about the podcast. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. And as I have been checking the episode rankings, the number one episode uh, is an interview up the Columbia River, it's episode 24, and I talk with Bill Vandehe about walleye fishing. Well, here we are coming up in the summertime. It's starting to get warm up here in the Northwest, so walleye fishing is probably doing really well right now. Well, by the way, Talking Bass and PDX is sponsored by Peeler Custom Rods, and we'll hear more about Peeler Custom Rods when we get to page two. Well, we want to start things off this month with a report from Greg Marshall of Oregon Kayak Bass Fishing with the results for June. Now, this month's report's very full as Greg has a double report. So let's get to that right now. Well, Greg, welcome to the podcast, and how have you been? Good, Don. Thanks for having us back, and we're going to love to talk to you about uh, uh, the Oregon Kayak Bass Fishing Tournament and uh, how you been. You know, very good. We've uh, finally gotten some good weather for listeners out there. This is uh, taking place late June and early July, so we've got some sunshine and we've got some warm weather finally. So I will just turn you loose because you've got two reviews to do this month, so I'll just let you have at it. Again, thanks, Don, for taking the time and allowing us to uh, talk about the kayak bass fishing here in the Northwest. So, yeah, we do have two events we're going to talk about that took place in the month of June. First one we're going to talk about is going to be the Oregon Kayak Bass Fishing Tour event number two. That took place at Applegate Lake. That's down in the uh, southern Oregon area. This was our first event ever done at Applegate, and it was a huge success. You just mentioned the weather has finally turned here up in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, fortunately for those guys uh, that fished in uh, Applegate, uh, the weather kind of defied the forecast and cooperated. It was quite hot and sunny for most of the day. We had a total of 21 anglers in that event, and 93 fish were submitted. Uh, the local guys, all those guys down in the south, they did really well, all of them catching their fish within the first five minutes of the event. However, beating those odds, we have uh, Mr. Whopper Plopper himself, Matthew Burdick, came out on top. Uh, in his first visit to Applegate with a bag of 79.75 inches, including a 20.25-inch smallmouth bass. Huge smallmouth for that area. Local angler Gage Lovell came in second at 76.5, and a tie for third was between Braden Allison and William Eshleman, uh, both with 71.5 inches. Uh, the tie in that case goes to the angler with the biggest fish, that was Braden who managed to find a 16.75-inch largemouth, one of only three largemouths caught in the entire tournament. Now, since Matt won, uh, that qualifies him for the 2022 Kayak Bass Classic that's going to take place October 8th and 9th at Lake Umatilla in Washington. Now, so we have, the, again, the top five. We're going to start with 
Number five is uh, Brandon Waugh. We've mentioned his name in the past. Brandon came in uh, fifth place with a bag of 70.5 inches. Coming in uh, fourth, like I said before, William Eshelman with a bag of 70.5, and Braden also, uh, Braden Allison also with 75. Gage closed up with 76.5 inches, and then again, Matt came in at 79.75. So the payouts for this tournament at, or, at Applegate was uh, third place paid out $150, second place paid $425, and first place paid $1,000. Matt, because he also got the big fish, made an additional $328 on uh, the big fish of the event. I didn't get a chance to participate in this one, Don, but uh, I've heard some really great things that I want to mention. Uh, I heard that the event couldn't have gone any more smoothly, mostly thanks to the folks at Applegate Heartfish Park. Uh, Dennis and Glenn there went above and beyond uh, to make the uh, group feel welcome. Most of the uh, anglers camped there at Heartfish Park. That's where they also did the morning check-in, the weigh-in, and the awards ceremony. Uh, what really helped there with the park in Dennis and Glenn was there was no Wi-Fi service on the lake at all. So in order to upload the fish, they had to wait until they get off uh, the lake. Uh, so everybody, you know, scrambled you know, right before the cutoff, and they used the Wi-Fi service there, which apparently worked out really well for everybody. And we give a big thanks to Dennis and Glenn and for helping out there. And, of course, as always, we want to thank the sponsors of Kayak Fishing Northwest and Oregon Kayak Bass Fishing, being Old Town Canoes and Kayaks, Next Adventure, uh, Jackson Kayak, and NRS Fishing. So that's the event uh, at Applegate, Don. And speaking of NRS Fishing, I'm going to go ahead and talk about that second event. And that took place well, last weekend. I honestly don't remember the dates off the top of my head. But there was the uh, NRS Inland Northwest Kayak Open. It was the first time that NRS had sponsored this open. It took place at Dwarshack Lake, which is just outside of Orofino, Idaho. It's so, uh, about an hour northeast of uh, Lewiston there at the uh, Washington-Idaho uh, border. In this case, we had 44 anglers, and we had 233 fish submitted. And let me tell you, uh, I, I drove over there, beautiful drive going over there from the Portland area, and uh, did some pre-fishing the day before and the day of. Some phenomenal fish were caught in that lake. I, my personal story is I struggled for the first hour. I could not get anything to hook up during the tournament, that is. Uh, first three hours, actually. Everything that, that bit was just grabbing my tail, and I would lose it at the boat. I got pretty frustrated. Then things finally started to click and, and connecting, and uh, I ended up uh, with a pretty decent bag myself. And I didn't place, but uh, I enjoyed it. Um, now, in this tournament, again, it took place at Dwarshack uh, Reservoir over in Orofina, Idaho. Pretty big bags came out of this. Uh, the top three, we're going to talk about uh, number three here, uh, Trey Potts. He came in with a bag of 77.75 inches, and we also had some really big payouts on this. Third place on this paid out $950. Uh, second place was Josh Duggar. Uh, he came in at 78.75 inches. His payout was $1,450. Dan Zimmerscheid. He's, you might have heard that. Remember that name? He won the Lake Wallula, the first event back in May, uh, over in the Tri Cities area. He also won this, uh, 91.5 inches, and he came in with $2,450. Now I know personally of uh, people, of four people, four anglers, Dan Zimmerside, Zimmerside being one of them, uh, that came out with new P, uh, personal bests or PBs as we as we call them here. <laughs> 
so Dan came out. Um, again, there were, there were four different people with new PBs because this lake just has some serious tanks. There was a state record caught just a few weeks before this event, and I think it was somewhere in the uh, almost nine pounds. That's a smallmouth, nine pounds uh, in that area. is eight-something. So a huge smallmouth out of that lake. Uh, it's a beautiful lake to fish. And then in this particular case, in the NRS Open, we had uh, Tucker Stevenson had the biggest fish. He had a 21-inch smallmouth. Uh, he, he walked away with $1,000. So it was a great event. A lot of people had fun. Great weather. It was just, you know, the weather turned. Just beautiful time. And anytime you, if anybody has a chance to get over to Dorshek, I highly recommend it. Now I'm going to close out, uh, Don, talking about an upcoming event in July. Uh, it's another uh, open, if you will. It is the uh, Native Craft, Native Watercraft Pothole Reservoir Big Bass Power Hour No Limit. Uh, so that is going to be a kayak bass fishing tournament at Potholes up in Washington. And they're going to give away $1,000 to each bat, to the big bass of each hour. Uh, and then they're also going to give away three separate kayaks. So it's a great opportunity to get out and uh, fish with some great uh, anglers, chance to win some serious money, as well as uh, some new kayaks. So that's kind of our wrap-up for this uh, time, Don. Uh, any questions I can answer for you? Well, what uh, were you fishing uh, what type of fishing were you doing? Were you using plastics, or what were you using? So at Dwarf Shack, I used everything. And honestly, on the on the um, pre-fish day Friday, they took everything. I mean, I used plastics. I used top water. I used uh, crankbaits, um, spinnerbait. I threw it all, and they all took it. I just not, could not get them to – I couldn't get them pinned at all that Saturday morning. Uh, finally, uh, Ned Riggs took me to the end, to the finish line. Everything I caught was on a Ned rig. Well, that sounds like a good time. And again, Greg, thanks for the update, and we will be talking to you again. Thanks, Don. And again, thanks, Greg, for the fishing report. If you want to check out either one of those two bodies of water, look them up and check them out. They have some very nice bass, as Greg reported. If these reports are helpful or you have questions, let me know at Gone Fishing pdx at gmail.com. Be happy to answer any questions that you may have. And now let's get to page two. The most important equipment you have when you are fishing is your rod and reel. If it's time to replace that old rod or upgrade it, let Peeler Fishing Rods build you the best so that you can catch your personal best. Brandon and his team make the process very easy. Start by visiting their website at peelerfishing.com. Check out the custom bass rods, freshwater rods. PFR can even make that custom salmon and steelhead rod that you're looking for. Next, click on the build form so that you can start building that custom rod. From custom grips, custom guides, and even custom thread wrap colors, don't forget PFR can personalize your new rod with custom decals. As you're looking through the rod collection, don't forget to click on Fish Bum Apparel. They have long sleeve and short sleeve tees along with great looking hoodies. As you're looking through their collection, don't forget the artwork is great. Don't wait to start building your custom rod today at peelerfishing.com. Do you have an older rod that needs updating? Email Brandon and his team, and they'll put new life into that old rod with new custom guides and new decals. And, of course, all PFR 
custom rods come with a lifetime warranty. Best of all, you're buying local, right here in Oregon. For all the Talking Bass and PDX listeners, use code fish to catch at checkout for a 25% discount on your new custom rod. Please visit peelerfishing.com and tell them that you heard about Peeler Fishing Rods on Talking Bass in PDX. I know Brandon and his team are looking forward to building you that one-of-a-kind custom fishing rod. Now, let's get back to the show. Well, next up on the show, I have a return guest, Cameron Harris. Cameron was on the podcast back on episode 41. And again this year, he is fishing a lot on the Willamette. Not only is he bank fishing, kayak fishing, and boat fishing, but Cameron is looking for his personal best. And we talk a lot about his personal best. We talk a lot about the fishing that he's been doing lately. And by the way, he's on social media. So if you want to look him up, he does post an awful lot of fish. Must be a lot of fun to get out right after work and do a little fishing. But he's also got a YouTube channel. We talk about that in the interview too. And that is Big O. O is in Oregon. Bassin503. Check out that YouTube channel. Okay, let's get to Cameron. Well, Cameron, uh, it's great to welcome you back to the podcast again. And how have you been? I've been good, been good. A lot of work, also a lot of fishing. So, yeah, it's been good. Well, as we get into this, we'll talk about the fishing addiction that you uh, that you have. Matter of fact, I saw you post that uh, in one of your Instagram posts. So, uh, we'll talk about addiction here coming up when it comes to fishing. Well, it's oh, yeah. been a really busy year for you, uh, fishing. I've, I've watched a lot of your posts, so let's just kick it off. Tell me when your first uh, bass was caught this year. My first bass, it was actually a smallmouth, was caught back sometime in uh, February. We were just close getting out of winter. It was still pretty uh, in the middle of winter. So uh, the bite was uh, really tough. I went out to a few spots. First spot I actually tried was a lookout point. Went out there with one of my buddies, and we launched the boat, got after him, and literally had no bite all day. He got one fish. I didn't catch anything. And it took me a few weeks to actually kind of catch up to that uh, that cold uh, winter uh, bite. So uh, I kind of started just doing my research, asking buddies, hey, what are you catching them on, this and that. And my other buddy that we went out to the lookout, his name's Travis, and we hit the Willamette up, finally found, like, a good group of fish, and we were tagging them all morning on jerk baits. We had them on uh, a net. We had them on cranks, spinners, you name it. Like, it was it was a nice morning. It was just one of those days you couldn't do any wrong, huh? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the weather was, wasn't horrible, but it was, like, perfect for jerk baiting. Uh, I had an overcast. There was wind. It was foggy. And the fish were biting. Well, now we move into uh, March. And tell me about March because uh, it looked like the weather changed a lot on you in March. Yeah, once it hit March, uh, by that time, I really felt like I had uh, that winter bite dialed down. So uh, moving straight into March, uh, I I, I don't know. (laughs) I kind of did it with ease, pretty much having fun, going out there just catching fish. March, uh, I wouldn't say it was tough for me because once I got that winter bite down, I just figured, hey, let's stick to that pattern and let's see if we can catch those fish. There you go. Uh, now, 
I've noticed, I watch your Instagram post, and I also watch um, uh, Facebook, too, and it seems like you're switching back and forth between bank fishing, uh, it looks like you've got a kayak now, and it looks like you, that you're in uh, a boat. Is that your boat, or is that a, a friend of yours' boat? Uh, that's actually my buddy's, uh, Billy. Yeah, he got a boat sometime uh, last year, and yeah, we've been putting it to work this year. <laughs> Yeah, now, but but you're also doing a fair amount of bank fishing, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Um, coming up into this year, I really did want to get the kayak out a little more. I've had the kayak for four years now. I just haven't taken it out as much. So I started really diving into the kayak, and I was like, I need to give it a break. Let me uh, start doing some bank fishing. So, uh, yeah, I hit my buddy up. This was probably a few weeks ago. Um we ended up doing some bank fishing down here at the Willamette. Uh, he actually has this private spot. It's like fish heaven. So literally once you get out there, you could probably tie on about three different baits and use all those baits all day, and you will catch fish. I had a – that day I actually went with him. We fished probably, I want to say, close to close to nine hours that day from morning to, to dawn or dusk. Wow. And uh, we caught – in total, both of us, probably close to 150 fish. I had 60 at least that day. Actually going to release a um, a film on it on YouTube, so you guys stay tuned on that. Uh, Big Old Bass in 503 is my YouTube for anyone who wants to know. But, yeah, I actually have a video coming soon. i got to do a little more editing. It's probably going to be two parts because, like I said, amount of fish that was caught that day was just ridiculous, especially from the bank. If you guys know the Willamette, like, it's – it's hard to catch some fish like that back to back, back to back. So, yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, your Instagram account is Big Old Bass Bassin Five Hundred Three, and your yes, and your YouTube account is Big Old Bassin Five Hundred Three, right? Yes, I try to you know keep it the same so people could look both the names up and find my Instagram and my YouTube, so it's not any confusion or anything like that. No, absolutely. So if folks want to see your video, just check out YouTube. I've I've been on your channel several times and uh, looked at a couple of videos you got up there, and now you're going to have a new one out. And I I noticed that you're um, you've got a uh, GoPro that I see you see you wearing every once in a while. Are you releasing some of those videos on like Facebook also? Yeah, here and there I do release some of them. I actually got a new phone, so. It's kind of been weird how to upload uh, videos on my phone, so I kind of got to transfer back to my laptop. So a lot of that has been laziness on my part, so I haven't really uploaded a lot of videos. But uh, every time I go fishing, I take the GoPro, and it's always filming. So I got a ton of video just backed up, put on storage, and all that fun stuff. Now, have you gotten any new rods or reels this year, or you're still fishing with your Lou from last year? Yeah, I'm still fishing with all the rods that I had last year. Nothing new this year. I actually uh, plan on dropping uh, a couple hundred bucks here on my birthday coming up. Uh, my birthday's in August, so I got to treat myself a little bit. <laughs> well, that you know, that's that's great. And having uh, having good equipment sure makes uh, bass fishing fun, doesn't it? Oh, oh yeah, definitely, most definitely. It's a game now, changer. Oh yeah. Now I've looked through a lot of your posts. I can't tell if you've caught any largemouth this year. I see lots and lots of smallmouth. <laughs> yeah, that's something I've been telling myself. Uh, I guess kind of like got this addiction for smallmouth right now. 
more so because uh, I've been trying to break my PB. My PB is only four four one, and that's just off the Willamette. I've caught some big fish back in the day. I just I was never really that in tune in fishing, and I never had a scale. I didn't even know what the scale was in. So yeah, um, speaking now, yeah, I've actually uh, caught. I want to say at least a handful of largies. It hasn't been a lot. I haven't really been targeting them uh, as much as I should or want to. But, uh, yeah, I've caught a few largies this year. Yeah, that's great. I, you know, I live I live vicariously through you because, uh, well, most of my listeners know, I've, I've said it a couple times, uh, I ruptured my Achilles tendon uh, back in March, and I have been in a cast since the surgery and not able to get out and uh, and play the way I want to. So it's been it's been pretty tough. So Oh man. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, it's been it's been bad, but it's, get, it's getting better. Getting better. Now there was a, there was a post in here and I was trying to find it, but you literally said that you had a bass addiction and I I would love to find that post that I'm that I'm trying to find, but I can't find it. But do you remember uh, when? I mean, it was just recently, like in the last month or so. As many times as I post a day, <laughs> I couldn't quite tell you. But uh, no, I definitely do have this uh, bass addiction that I just can't shake off. I got to get there, get out there any time that I can. Yeah, absolutely. What I'll do is I'll just edit that part out. Uh, we've got a. Um, Oh, an RV repair guy out there, and he's uh, he's found a problem with our motorhome. Oh, gotcha. No bueno. Yeah. So, so now tell me a little bit about your addiction to bass fishing. Yes, sir. So, uh, uh, that there's a post uh, that you were referring to earlier in this chat. Um, it was back in May, and that's when I. Uh, made a made a post about being addicted to to fishing. Um yeah, that goes along with uh trying to break this P B of mine, uh the smallmouth. It's only been four one, so I just been on this grind literally every time I could get out on the water to try to see if I could catch that big small. It's kinda hard, especially when you fish the Willamette, because uh everyone knows there's there's big smallies in there, but it's a grind to catch them, so that's been one of my uh, my go-tos lately is trying to get on these big smallmouth. Uh, I ended up having, uh, if you guys are familiar with the TRD worm, I actually posted on my Instagram page, and I tagged Z-Man, and these guys actually uh, shouted me out on there, and I, that's probably one of my biggest highlights of uh, fishing this year because that's one of the big brands that I use, so it was cool uh, to see if, uh, it was cool to see them pretty much share my video on my story. So that's something I wanted to share with you guys. Well, that's excellent that, uh, yeah, you get recognized by one of the big bait companies. And and so have you switched over to the TRD-type worm, or is that something that you use in addition to other things? Uh, that's something I use uh, in addition of other things. But uh, as of lately, that has been one of my go-tos, and it's been put in a lot of work, a lot of work. In. Well, that's always neat. When you come up with a bait that um, – you know, I, I call it a go-to, and we all have one, and um, and that that is great. Now let's get back to this personal best because uh, I can tell that that's really uh, on on your mind. And I did find your post here that uh, that you put out and after a work session, uh, putting that 
uh, PP&J to work and caught a few smallies. The addiction is real, and I love that uh, that post there. You're holding a, a real nice smallmouth there. Okay. Yeah, I do remember that post. That was yeah, that was right after work. I had a little bit of spare time on my hand and ran home, grabbed the kayak, threw it on the water, and uh, got it done. Got a lot of fish that day. Probably had like a, a 15 to 20, 20 limit. Now, are you fishing mostly around Salem, or are you more by Mission Park? What area are you in? Yeah, yes, sir. So uh, a lot of my fishing is based out of Salem. Uh, I do got a, I would say, a good handful of spots around Salem, but I do got a couple that uh, I like to kind of keep to myself. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, now, have you ever fished down by the Wheatland Ferry? Have you ever tried that? Oh, yeah. There's some good fishing down there. Yeah, I see a lot of us that have boats can't get past the mouth of the uh, Yamhill River. So, you know, with a regular power boat, we can't get down there. So, I mean, unless the water was really, really high, I guess. Everybody that's kind of in Salem and, and in that area, they kind of got their own little private uh, deal going on down there. Right. Well, that's right. Now, have you considered, uh, like, going up on the Columbia River, like at Rowena, there in the uh, in that protected area, with your with your kayak? I have been putting a lot of thought in. I actually have a buddy down there, uh, my buddy AB, and yeah, he he's consistently hit me up every week, and that he wants to go fishing. I'll just our times don't line up, but yeah, he's really familiar with uh, Columbia. He showed me some huge fish that he's caught uh, over the years, and yeah, that's been a, an inspiration of mine because I'm just like, yo, if I go out there, I have a good potential to break a PB. So uh, yeah, no, that's been a thought. Yeah, the uh, the guys that I talk to, there's uh, several on the podcast that fish up there on the Columbia um, Hood River Salilo Pool. Uh, that area, they catch some phenomenal smallmouth. So if you get the chance, take yourself up there and do it. Have you fished any of the coastal lakes over on the coast? I have not. <laughs> uh, another buddy of mine, Troy, he actually uh, lives uh, in Florence, and me and him are really competitive. We always, uh, I'm not sure if you're really familiar with any of our posts, but me and him go back and forth about uh, me coming down there fishing all the time and him coming over here fishing, and we just haven't had uh, the time to time to do it. But, uh, yeah, I've been really wanting to get on those coastal uh, lakes because I heard the bass are just different down there. <laughs> yeah, now, now not this year. I haven't, I haven't gotten to fish it this year, but I've gone uh, every year before that. And uh, right there out of Florence, there are three or four really, really good bass lakes. Um, Mercer comes to mind. Um, Silkus comes to mind. Uh, Silkus is a great place for your kayak because you can get in close into the uh, into the weeds. But uh, you got to try it one of these days. It's uh, it's kind of a drive, but it's uh, it's well worth going down there. Oh, I bet. Yes, sir. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun. Now, as we were uh, now, what's your What's your favorite type of line and hook, that kind of thing? What, what, how do you rig your, yourself up? For, I mean, for the Ned rig, for example, 
I, uh, I normally rock with P-Line. I've noticed their fluorocarbons is uh, really nice. They have two different ones. They have a um, – I can only go by the color, but I, I buy this uh, – the black and blue pack. And, yeah, P-Line's been, so far for me, one of the greatest lines. I haven't really switched up in the last maybe two or three years. Um, I haven't really snapped off too much. It, it stretches. It holds weight. So, I mean, I'm satisfied. Catch me fish. Nice. Um, on top of that, switching over to the hooks, um, yeah, I kind of just keep it original, use the Z-Man 1-8 uh, jig head. It's one of the little net heads that I use. Uh, but, yeah, really sharp hooks. They don't bend very well, so uh, you're definitely going to tend the fish. Oh, that's good. You know, I I did get out in February before, uh, before my little uh, – accident and uh i actually broke now not a z-man hook but i actually did break a hook off i was very surprised i uh i had never had that happen before and i think that it was an off brand i do not think it was one of the name brand uh hooks and that was kind of annoying because i also lost the fish at the same time so oh man yeah yeah that was pretty wild now do you get to fish much from like Newburgh up to like say I five on that part of the Willamette. Um, I have fished up there a few times with a few of my buddies. Uh, right before uh, like a weekend of a tournament just to see how the you know water was doing. But I actually never got to make it to uh, any of the tournaments out there. But yeah, there's there's some good fishing up there, man. There's some really good fishing. Uh, again, I kind of prefer the the area of the Willamette that I'm at compared to that just because I know it very well. But, uh, no, there's good fishing over there. Yeah, no, actually... no. no, I understand. People people are creatures of habit. They go to where where the fish are, where they know they're at, you know? Yeah. Now, we were talking just a, a few minutes before we started the recording, and I was asking you about, well, you have a favorite story or, or anything like that? And you said, hey, you had a day this year where you had a 60-fish day. Why don't you tell us? End in about that story. Oh, yeah. So uh, I kind of spoiled it a little bit in the beginning, but uh, me and my buddy actually have a spot. Uh, it's a private spot, but it holds a ton of fish from largemouth to smallmouth, from carp. They got some catfish in there, bluegill. And we had a, a chance to fish it a few years back, and uh, he hit me up and was asking if I wanted to tag along this year. And I got on the boat with him, launched out probably like 7 o'clock in the morning, got down there around 6.30, um, hit the river. Uh, I got it all on my GoPro, so you guys will be able to definitely see some of that video and uh, footage here soon. But, yeah, once we got there, we unloaded the boat, went down to the spot. We've seen a couple other uh, fishermen out there. They were already catching fish, so we got down there, and it started uh, – as soon as we got down there, it starts pouring on us. And at this point, we're like, well – Let's let's hurry up and get this fishing done. As soon as we uh threw the lines in, and it was left and right, boom, boom, boom. I only had maybe three different baits tied on that day. I had a a jointed swim bait. I threw the, I definitely threw the Ned rig. I threw a chatter bait that day and a spinner bait. So I did throw four different baits, and between all those. The Ned rig was definitely uh, one of the killers. I did catch a couple on a, a swim bait, which was my first actually uh, jointed swim bait of the year. So that was actually a, a good feeling. It was only a pounder, but uh, 
the fact that I was able to catch it on a swim bait other than that was uh, actually a, a good time. And so your your grand total that day was 60 fish, is that right? Yeah, so we had three people come out with us, me and my buddy and his buddy. Between all of us, we probably had a well over 150. Uh, I know personally I, I caught probably at least 60 fish all on GoPro. Uh, maybe not on on GoPro because uh, my GoPro did die later on that day, so I had to put it away and let it charge for a little bit. But yeah, between all of us, we had a, a really good limit. And uh, my buddy actually hooked into a five pounder that day, which was a largemouth. Caught that dude on a chatterbait, and then lost like a seven pounder right at the bank. It, it was it was an epic day. Wow, that is that's just a phenomenal day out on the on the Willamette. Now I've heard. I've heard some guys that have gone on the Willamette and spent, you know, 12, 14 hours, and they've gotten over 100 fish. But uh, you guys weren't even out there all day, were you? We probably put in a solid eight to nine hours that day. I mean, we started, oh, it could have been closer to 13. We started at 7, and, I mean, I didn't get home until 8 o'clock. We probably stopped fishing around 6.30ish. So, yeah, no, it was, it was a long day for sure. Oh, yeah. So you guys, you guys put in a full day then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Now, you know, although I've been watching from the window, uh, the rain this year has just been unbelievable. In fact, it's it's a record year for April, May, and June. How did you handle all the all the rain throughout the, the different days that you were fishing? Um, yeah, this year was actually a bit different coming around uh, uh, spring. Spring has been... Uh, really weird this year i mean with the wind shift the the rainy days consistently um i just kind of had to find open windows and open weeks where it wasn't going to rain a lot and the wind wasn't really pushing everyone knows i fish off the willamette here in salem so once that rain did hit it did kind of mess up a little bit of my plans for fishing but uh sometimes you just kind of got to brave it out and uh launch and uh send it and that's pretty much what i did i had to find open windows like i said and we found a few open windows until the water level went down. Unfortunately, it did raise back up here in the last, like, four days. But within the last two days, it dropped down six six feet from what I read on the Internet earlier today. So, yeah, it's been a little, a little hectic, but uh, we're managing, making it work. So you do follow uh, on the uh, Internet uh, gauges and things of that nature to check uh, water levels and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mainly for lakes that I'm not close to, um, but with all this rain and uh, the random weather that we're having, I mean, that's Oregon, so it's kind of expected. But, yeah, I had to check up on it because uh, I don't want to waste my time going down to the water and can't really uh, get on the water because it actually happened a few weeks back where I had my kayak prepared the night before. All my gear was ready, rods were ready. I drove down to my spot, and I seen the water was, like, raised all the way up where I was like, yeah, I'm not comfortable throwing my kayak in. So started doing a little more digging into whether I could uh, find out if the water's high or not. And, yeah, buddy shot me uh, the website. I can't remember the name. But, yeah, it tells you all the gauges of every lake and river that's nearby. Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, I tend to follow the gauge that's at – uh, Newburgh, and that will tell you the the water flow, and uh, uh, I believe it tells you a couple of other things. But uh, yeah, there's a way to tell if it, if there's any reason to pull out of the driveway or not. So that's that's good that you're checking that. Now that you've gotten the kayak, have you thought about any kayak tournament fishing? 
Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of it has to do with time. Uh, I've been working. I am a new dad, too. So uh, a lot of that is time-consuming, and I did, a lot of my trips are random. Like, I'll do something right after work. I'll do something before work. It's just whenever I could get out. So I know with that, it's kind of scheduled, and I'm just waiting for the, the right moment to actually start getting into it. Uh, I might have to wait maybe another year, then I could uh, really push forward towards it. I do have quite a few buddies, and I have a couple on, uh, a couple of them I believe you probably talked to um, maybe on here. I know you've talked to, I believe, Marvin. Oh, yeah. Uh, Marvin um, and I have, have talked a lot. Uh, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you will hear Greg Marshall giving uh, monthly updates um, for the Kayak Northwest uh, folks. So, yeah, no, I, I do talk to him. Yeah, and Greg, yeah, he's actually another one. He reached out, uh, I believe it was beginning of this year, and, yeah, he actually suggested uh, I should get into the kayak fishing. Uh, Marvin, I don't really know too well, but I have seen uh, a lot of his posts here and there, and my buddy, uh Braden and uh, Cody, they actually fish uh, the kayak uh, scenes too. And, yeah, those are another two uh, uh, fishermen uh, that I know that have been trying to get me to get on the water and experience this tournament life. Yeah, they actually invited me uh, this year. I was supposed to go to their open, uh, which would have been back in May, I believe. And I was all ready to go. I had actually gone and borrowed a friend of mine's kayak, went out and practiced, said, yep, I think I can do this, and uh, and then got hurt and and couldn't go. But they have all talked about how tough the weather is. So um, you're right. Maybe another year. You know, when it's drier or we get an unusually dry year, then it would be more fun to go do it. Right. Yes, sir. Um, Like I said, I've had my kayak for four years. Um, The first couple years I was kind of – skeptical on where I should take it, so I only did a lot of pond hopping, but uh, yeah, I kind of grew out of my show and decided to throw it on the Willamette, so yeah, this year has been a, a lot of kayak trips, a lot of kayak trips. Well, I have noticed, and I can't really pinpoint why, but kayak fishing is becoming really, really popular. Now, when I got to borrow one here a few months back, uh, we went up to Horseshoe Lake up in Washington, uh, over in Woodland. And uh, I hopped in. Now, this was a pedal Hobie, so it was a, a pretty nice kayak. Um, I'll tell you, it, it is neat to be able to pull right up against the weeds or be able to, to go in there so quietly. So compared to my boat, which is noisy and, you know, even though I've got electric trolling motor and that kind of thing, boy, the, the fish don't, they don't get spooked when you're in that kayak. Oh, no, not at all. I've had fish, and you can actually see on some of my uh, uh, videos on Instagram, but uh, one uh, specifically that I'm talking about, I posted on YouTube, where I was throwing a jerk bait and just, you know, jerking it back, and then I did a few twitches right in front of the boat and had a <laughs> almost a three-pound smallie came out of nowhere and slammed it, and it was fish on from there. So, uh, yeah, they're definitely not shy of the kayak. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I noticed that you got out on Father's Day. We're we're just finishing up June, but uh I noticed that you uh, that you were out on Father's Day. So was that a uh, a little hey, I'm out of here type thing or how did you how did you make that one happen? It wasn't uh quite on Father's Day. I did it the day before cuz I had plans on Father's Day. I just uh I got home late that night, so I was like, let me just save it to the morning and I'll post it. It'll be like a little happy Father's Day post. 
But, uh, yeah, we got out that day before. Um, it wasn't the best weather because it was going to rain on and off all day. But my buddy Billy was like, yo, let's just send it. You know, we fished in the rain before. So we uh, launched it. The water was actually uh, <laughs> really high, and it was kind of hard to stay in one spot. So we anchored down a few places and, you know, fished, fished the day. And we had a, a decent day. We both probably pulled in uh, eight to ten fish. So it was good. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, anytime you can go out and, uh, you know, get, you know, four, five, six apiece, that's a that's a great day. But uh, for anybody who goes on there and looks up Big ba- big Old Bassin 503, uh, you will, you'll see Cameron out there holding up a nice fish. But you will be able to see in the background that water is high. I mean, it is. There's no dirt yeah. showing. It's it's right up against the bank. Yeah, a few of my spots uh, they kind of have like an island slash gravel bar, and I tell you, the few times I went out there, that water was just covering those islands and gravel bar. So it was a bit tricky trying to find some of those fish. But uh, no, they're still out there. They're tucked away. They're tucked away, just waiting for you, aren't they? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, once again, I've I've tried to pry out of you a couple of secret spots, and I I feel like I've failed on that account. But uh, you know, it's been great talking talking about bass fishing with you. I'm glad to have you back on the podcast again. This is this has been great fun. What's the rest of your summer look like? Before we get into that, I I will share one one other spot. There's a a couple of nice spots out in Independence if you guys ever fish in the Willamette. And coming down Independence if you're floating during the summer, and that's always good fishing right there. There's always nice little coves and hidden spots in between Salem to Independence. So uh, you guys ever uh, looking for a fun little float time, that's that's a good way to do it. But uh, as of uh, my summer, uh, I really have no big plan for summer besides uh, just working my tail off and uh, take care of my family and fishing, really. Uh, I do it for fun, but uh, lately I've been really getting into this footage, so uh, I'm going to really take that serious coming up this summer and try to make some bigger trips, hit some bigger lakes, uh, experience some some new things. Well, folks, if you've enjoyed uh, this past half hour or so, you know, jump on Instagram, look up Big O Bassin Five O Three, and if you want to see uh, the pot, uh, the uh, YouTube channel, jump on there, do a quick little search, Big O Bassin Five O Three, and you will find Cameron. Yes, sir. It's big with a big O because you know we're in Oregon, so I gotta, you know, put my stay on the map, and then Bassin Five O Three. So I mean, it's not that hard to find. If you guys ever have trouble, you guys uh, can look me up on Facebook, DM me personally. I'll shoot you a, a YouTube uh, URL. So no worries. You guys have uh, all the ways to find me. There you go. And I will have it in the show notes. So if you uh, want to look it up, I'll have it down there too. Thanks, Cameron. I uh, greatly appreciate you having me on once again. And again, thank you, Cameron, for coming on. Well, this wraps up this episode of Talking Bass in PDX. For show ideas, feedback, and email, email me at gonefishingpdx at gmail.com. Now, coming up toward the end of this month, I will have a very special podcast. Uh, I have a very special guest, a first-time guest that's a uh, 
Very, very good angler. Working their way up. But I've also got a personal story that I'll be telling about a very personal friend and a dedication that we have done for that angler that you will be able to go out and see as soon as we unveil it coming up toward the end of this month. So until next time, I'd like to thank everybody. This has been Don Clark, Talking Bass in PDX, and I'll see you on the backcast. Mm-hmm.